Welcome to the BDB Podcast with your hosts, Shodog, Gola, and KG. Brought to you by Natty Light, a wonderfully blended and balanced American-style lager. When you want to have one, or maybe 12, go for a Natty Light. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. (laughs) We are back. Three months layoff, but the boys are back. So excited to be here. The boys took the summer off. We had a, uh, I think it was like June 23rd, and uh, we're almost on three months now, but it's good to be back. I think we 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 weren't really sure what we what we were gonna do as far as continue this or not, and then I think uh, football came back, and I think we kind of got the itch, and uh, yeah. So so here we are. So it's there's only two of us that... because of the families, the kids, oh, like, yeah. stuff going on with all of us. Like we don't want to miss it. Like we don't want to have like one person miss it and the other ones be there. But you know, we're just gonna try to get it done every Wednesday. So. Well, and who's there? Whoever's there is there. We're gonna make whatever we can happen. We're so tonight, rolling. tonight it is just uh, the short dog and myself. KG, uh, KG is unable to make it, but uh, we got a few. We're gonna get back into the Natty Light six pack of picks tonight. Ooh. So we have Kev's picks, and um, let's just hope this season that Kev and Shory can actually keep it within 30 games of me. <laughs> that's that's a big ask. Uh... Because, well, one thing is my hatred for Notre Dame, that will that's going to hurt me all year. My love of Florida, that's going to kill me all year. <laughs> uh, and they're going to be underdogs a lot. So, like, that, that's going to be my pick em. That's going to be my money line a lot. It's probably not going to be a good year for the pick So, uh, the Natty Light six-pack, I don't think that trophy's coming to my way. But you never know. So, how, how's everything else going? How's, how's the summer been? Summer's great. Two boys, busy, you know, um, just doing something every, it doesn't even feel like every weekend. It feels like literally every fucking day. Um, Just to like sit down and get a breather is impossible, but you like, you love it. So it's just where we're at. And uh, being able to get away and talk with the boys and talk sports and vent uh especially i think we'll do it's it, you and i are on we'll probably talk a little bit more patriots where we can either vent talk about what we like talk about what we don't like um and that's what i'm looking forward to the most yeah definitely i um we're in one over here over down up here in buckfield uh rye has got a ear infection so took it to the dog oh, Lid took, yeah took an ear, got an ear infection Monday and then um, got a phone call from daycare today, and the uh, the boy has got he had a, a fever pushing 103. So we're currently fucking in one right now. Um, both both kids are asleep, so hopefully that lasts for a good portion of the night. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what the hell happens with that. But no, looking forward to it, man. I um, well, well, you brought up the past. Do you want to get into that, or do you want to talk about something else right now? First, it's it's never one kid. Like it's like, oh yeah, Bo, that's true. Bo's got a little cold. Sonny's teething. Like it's never just like oh one kid's sick and we can be all right with this and like we can do this. It's always it, two. 
And it literally, like, I swear, like, Lynn and I had just talked about, like, we had, like, a beginning of the summer or, like, late spring, like, May, June, where we had both kids. We were at urgent care, I think, like, every weekend for, like, a month straight. And I'm like, this is this is getting old. And then, like, went the entire summer. And I'm like, this is, like, they maybe some sniffles here or there. And then, sure enough, it was like, Rye gets the ear infection. I'm like, they, they haven't had an ear infection in quite a while. And then, like, two days later, bam, max 103 temp. I'm like, exactly what you just said. It's never – but you know what, though? In a sense, sometimes I feel like that's even better to have them both at the same time. So you're just in it. Like, you're in one rather than, like, having it drawn out for, like, two weeks. Like, one gets sick, one gets better than the other sick. It's just – it's almost like – I remember my mom always saying, like, when my brother and I, like, one of us got chicken pox – She's like, I like almost forced you guys like hug each other, like bare chested, <laughs> so the other one would get it too. And like I, I just did it all at one time. So I was like, was not fucking around, like doing this again. So, um, it does suck when it's like both of them at the same time. But a little bit part of me is that would rather that because then it's just like you just battle through for like that four or five days where it's really bad, and then yeah. you get out of it. But um, yeah, it's it's sick kids suck, man. It's you feel they like. There's, you feel like there's like really not much you can do sometimes with them in the sense of like making them feel better. Cause they, they don't understand. They can't help themselves really. So um, it sucks, but hopefully it's just a little quick bug. And no, no big deal. Another build up to that. Is there anything we just talked about this uh, in the car ride home? Is there anything that's like less of an emergency than an emergency room? Like if you go to emergency room, you're going to sit there and wait for like, four or five hours well especially in portland you're gonna wait for like four or five hours especially if it's like semi-important it's like ah you're just gonna sit there unless you have like you're missing a limb or you're like on the verge of dying like it's one of those things like i feel like if you go to the emergency room not in an ambulance prepare yourself to sit there like it's almost like if you think it's serious enough like just fucking call an ambulance and like then they may see you beforehand but i 100 agree with you it's like that's like we get to the point now and it's like, it's so frustrating with the kids. Right. So it's like, they have a pediatrician at CM like every time they get sick, Lid will call and be like, Hey, the kids are sick. Can we get an appointment? Oh, we can't see him for a week. Well, what the fuck is the point of that? So like, yeah, we've the- gotten to the point, gotten to the point where like, we just don't even bring them to the, their pediatrician outside of their normal appointments. Just go to urgent care. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's an ear infection. It's this, this, and this bam, we're done. And like, it's urgent care. Like the insurance still covers it. And it's like $17. And I'm like way cheaper than going to the fucking hospital yep. and we can actually get them in. So it's like, it's to me, sometimes I'm like, what is the point of even having a pediatrician? If I can't get in to see the fucking pediatrician when the mm-hmm. kids are sick. Never uh, just checkups, checkups. Yeah, That's all it six is. Six months. Checkup six. Oh, doing great. Growing. growing. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. No shit. These kids are growing. Um, <laughs> They eat fucking three hundred dollars worth of groceries a week. No. Of course they're growing. Uh, Kim Zatlinda's here, so um, obviously we are one of the people that struggle with daycare. It's just a just a shit show. We've gone over this in the past, but she watches the boys quite a bit. She tells me that when she was younger, she was in uh, like another town or another city, and she had to go to the emergency room. She just gave a fake name with a fake social security, L- Linda Laysom. Um, which was actually a uh, porn star's name. And <laughs> so she never had to pay the bill. I mean, this is genius. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, talk about outsmarting the fucking system. 
How long ago was this when she was younger? Yeah, well, well yeah. there's no way you're getting away with that shit now. Christ Almighty, you show up to the you show up to the fucking emergency room now and they're like, Do you want to pay? Do you want to prepay for this visit? It's like and uh no. If not, we'll take your left hand. Yeah. So. If you prepay now, it'll be it's five grand. If you don't, it's gonna be twenty five. So. Just incredible story. Like she's got so that many is, good ones um of stupid shit she did when she was younger where it makes me feel like like sometimes I think I did dumb shit and I'm like, Wow. I don't <laughs> even know if that's dumb. That's actually brilliant. Uh yeah. But that story, uh, we just talked about it today. I thought that was awesome. Using a porn star's name and a fake social security to get out of an emergency room bill. That is pretty hilarious. Um, one other thing, too, Shory, Kev, Kev is involved with this as well, but we get a uh, quite a bit of quite a few people heading down to Tennessee here in, what, three weeks, four weeks, less than a month yes. almost, heading down to Nashville for a uh, long weekend. So that ought to be a fucking shit show. Uh, that is just going to be a lot of day drinking <laughs> when you're at, a, when you're at this age, it's like, there's no point to stay up past midnight. Nothing no. good happens past 10 o'clock anyway. So I, agree. I plan on having a bloody at 11 watching football on like Saturday at noon, uh, listening to the best music, jumping from bar to bar and, just having the time I like what you'll find out about Nashville is it is just like the happiest place on earth. Like, um, everyone's so happy, uh, about like the music. It's just laid back. I mean, you'll find your shithead here and there, but it is a hell of an atmosphere and it's the best day drinking of any city I've ever been. <clears throat> I am, I have not been before. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Obviously, it's you know the wives are coming down. Uh, my wife's cousin Emily's coming down with us. Um, she likes to rip it up too, so that'll be that'll be a good time. Um, but no, looking forward to it. The, obviously, we can uh, you and I and Kev were talking a little bit uh, yesterday, or the day before, about uh, what uh, sports book to download because we can Tennessee, mm-hmm. you can legalize gambling, so we'll probably be throwing some money down um, on games there Saturday. Um, we are, though, I, I, I think I told you this, story. So we're going down Wednesday, leaving Sunday. Um, yes. We're not, we're not, you guys are staying till Monday. So we will be Saturday, I would anticipate, what well, might be the easiest day that I have, hopefully, because we fly out at like 7.30 Sunday morning. Oh. Uh, or, so, or maybe it's maybe it's a little bit later than that, but it's still pretty early. But um, So I figure like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is going to be. Yeah, those going to be rough good days. After. Rough days. But, uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. Like we don't get, um, Lynn and I don't get a ton of opportunities. Not that I want to like get away from my kids. I love being with my kids, but it is nice to kind of just, you know, get get away for a few days with some adults and, you know, have, have a good time. You know, I don't want to say don't have any responsibility, but you don't have to, you know, you know, we're not home worrying about the kids and doing that type of stuff. Um, as far as that goes. So that'll be good. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, getting away for a few days, especially, It'll be right at the end of the outage at the mill, so and it's been an absolute clusterfuck at work. So, um, ready for some time off. This past weekend, we went because I know you guys have asked if we want to go camping, and uh, the big dog doesn't do camping, um, doesn't yeah. do tents, uh, doesn't yeah. sleep on. Well, I went glamping. Okay, um, I was like, so I was wondering story. where you guys went. We saw you guys using Kennebunk. Oh, what an experience that is. 
AC. I slept like a fucking baby. King size <laughs> bed, heated pool. Uh, I'm all about that life. Um, that's how I camp. And, so are uh, they in like I yurt? don't think I'll ever in, like a yard or something. They have those, um, but they also have cabins which are, are a little bit bigger. So it was oh, like yeah. a little room, probably like. Uh, anyways, it, big enough to fit like a king size bed, have some walk around room, and then right behind it's kind of cool setup. Behind the bed is two twin beds for the boys. Um, obviously, Perfect. Bo slept with us, which he never does, so that was exciting for him. He was like fucking on screech. <laughs> um, <clears throat> once he calmed down, he finally fell asleep. But the pool, the fire, s'mores, Kennebunkport, probably my favorite hidden town in Maine. Um, I don't even know if it's hidden town, but being from Rumford, you don't go to Kennebunkport. So, no. oh boy, we tore it up. Like we didn't tear it up, but like it's just we have during Christmas prelude. With the boys, we just went and jumped around from had a drink here, went to the next restaurant, had a drink. But it's just, it's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's there and stuff. It's cool. Been down there. I think the only time I went down, like the only time I haven't been there for like years was my freshman year of high school. Um, We played Kennebunk in football. So we went down one night and I obviously didn't see the city. And then I believe probably six, seven years ago, uh, somebody, a friend of Lydia's, like a friend of the family got married. And I believe that was in Kennebunk. So we stayed at this place, like right down on the water, like place was just awesome. Went to like a couple um, restaurants nice. down there, got some drinks. There's a, like a, a distillery we went to. It was, yeah, very nice. Um, so nice. That whole area down there is incredibly nice. You know what else we did in Kennebunk Port? Your senior year, when we went to play York, um, Coach Elwood thought of this plan that we wouldn't dress at York, right? We stopped at Kennebunk High School. We dressed at Did Kennebunk we? High School. Yeah, we dressed at Kennebunk was that High the playoff? School. Playoff game. They were like, where the fuck is Mountain Valley? Where the fuck's Mountain Valley? And we showed up dressed, ready to go. Yeah. We even warmed up at Kennebunk. So, like, as the clock was ticking, like, 15 minutes to take the fucking field, we didn't even show up. And they were like, where the fuck is this team? And we rolled into York and fucking dump trucked them. Uh, I, we did too. And I remember, so I don't know if you remember there, they had two defensive tackles that were that were beasts. I think it was like Chris Jones, ironic, because Chris Jones in the NFL is a monster. Dick out. Dick uh, out, Chris Jones. <laughs> so I think it was Chris Jones and Steve Kerouac. They were just these oh, yeah, they, mo- they were monsters. And I remember we were in the captain's line, you know, doing the coin toss. A Kerouac um who it was kind of funny played ended up playing football at main maritime with trav but he goes when we were shaking up after we did the coin toss he like shook my hand he's like you guys better you guys i hope you're ready to play some fucking football or something along those lines right i can't remember what it was well then we proceeded to whatever we wanted like 27 to 6 or something like that we ended up beating them so when we were we were shaking it up at the end of the 50 yard line going through as soon as i got to him i was like i guess we are ready to play some fucking football i thought he was gonna rip my fucking head off (laughs) I was like, I'm oh, lucky yeah. this guy didn't just like use his helmet as a weapon across my head. But um, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we, that was a big difference, man. That opening game of the year, we went down there and looked like dog shit. And then yeah. fast forward 10 weeks. But uh, anyways, one of the greatest coaching uh, stories of all time, though. Like, who would think we're yeah. going to get ready at a different school, show up, and fucking play? I've never heard he of that. Was, we just rolled yeah, off the bus. Ways, and man. 
He had so. ways of he's like a master motor motivator and had ways. What it of is? Motivator. He ran like eight plays, dude. Four to the right and four to the left, and uh, <laughs> but other than that, he could motivate a fucking rock to jump two feet in the air. Three odds and a cloud of dust, baby. Mm-hmm. All right, that brings me to we finally get into it, Pat's Pat's talk. Zero and one. Um, encourage or discourage? Dissing. Well. Oh, I'm encouraged. I am more. I am. I was optimistic going into the season um, because I do think that the difference with OB being back, I really like the defense. Um, And they looked good. I mean, outside of the first quarter. First quarter, um, man. Killed them. They outplayed Philly. Three quarters. They, They shut that. They shut Hurts down. Um, they, he, it's the, the big thing, the Patriots defense is fucking awesome. They really are like, we, we can get into it in more details, but it looks like early, early, like rewards or whatever you want to call it. The Patriots hit home runs with Christian Gonzalez and Keon white. Both those dudes look like they're, they're hopefully going to be studs forever, but, um, no, I am optimistic about the Patriots outlook this season after watching, seeing what I did on Sunday. With that being said, their schedule is incredibly difficult. Um, I think, you know, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? So you got to win one of these first two, right? You got to win Philly. You got to beat Philly, which this team has come to accustomed to being okay with losing. Um, Brady gets that ball back with two minutes to go on the 50-yard line. There's not a person in that building that doesn't think we're winning that fucking game. Um, and, and Max just got to, like, build that. Like, he's – even from the time Tom Brady was a fucking rookie, his defense – he could have, like, seven points all game. His defense gave him the ball back with two minutes, and you're like, Tom Brady's going to win this game. Yeah. And Max got to build that. Um, I, I so, will say, just in a little bit – hold on, just real quick. Let me just um, – jumping off that. Like, in his defense, I will say that, there weren't many situations, especially the last two possessions the Patriots had, where I thought he failed in a sense that he made he was making bad reads or made bad throws. I mean, I can't remember if it was the last drive or the second to last drive on that third and eleven. He threw that bullet down the middle and went through in tight coverage. Bourne dropped it. There's that one. The ball he threw to Butte was the right it was a right throw it was a great throw butte just didn't it maybe let him a little bit out of bounds butte's gotta maybe come down with that but like i don't necessarily i, I don't disagree with you i 100 brady's gonna win that game or tie it or whatever the situation was but i don't necessarily think from what i saw from mac that it was disappointing i i think he was making the correct throws they just the offensive line a few times broke down in the worst situations on, on, no on Sunday. And maybe but I shouldn't look. be saying Mac because I did. I have been saying Mac. Like with Brady, you felt like, and I'm saying with Mac, you don't. And I don't mean it just on Mac. I just mean like this right. Patriots team. You don't think, and it wasn't. You're right. Those weren't Mac's fault. Mac, Mac put him in position. Right. Butte's got to catch that. I mean, that's yeah. that's uh, that. So uh, the fucked up part is all year I've been telling you guys we need that wide receiver on the edge. Like we need. I've said we wanted one in the first round. We got Christian Gonzalez. I, I got to drop that because Christian Gonzalez is great. So whatever. Zay Flowers looked amazing. That's the guy I really wanted. We look oh, awesome. well. 
<clears throat> oh, well, Christian Gonzalez also looks awesome. So it's not like you miss. It's not like you're whiffing. Um, so I'll drop that. But I also said you got to come away with Hopkins. you got to come away with Hopkins. If that's Hopkins in the game anyway, they're already up before that anyway because I think that he makes so many plays on, like, moving the chains and, and he's so good. But if, if you take that Hopkins on the sideline, that's a fucking first down every time and they just keep moving the ball. So I'm so mad at Bill. I'm, I'm, hap- I'm so happy with Bill with what he drafted. What I, I think that he's built a fucking awesome defense. Uh, he's just got to get this team to win in a winning mentality. I do think he fucked up getting, not getting us a top-tier wide receiver. With that said, Kendrick Bourne played fucking awesome. Uh, Demario uh, Douglas. What was the deal last year? Did he, did, did he piss off Patricia? Patricia. He showed up late to one meeting, two minutes late. And Patricia never let him in. It's unbelievable. And the kid can play. Yeah, he's, and you know what? Yeah. He brings energy. He brings – that's yeah. the biggest thing. It's like when you watch him – like, I mean, so we have season tickets. We go – you watch this team on the sideline. It's him always getting everybody a- amped yeah. up. And that's going to be so hard for him when he knows he's not going to fucking play because of Patricia. If we can get that back, what he did in his first year, that's huge. It, Pop Douglas looks really good. Uh, Juju, yeah, he dropped them between his – had one drop. But, like, he's going to make – He's going to have seven, 800 yards on the season where he's going to have some big plays. He's a reliable wide receiver, big dude, big body. He's going to be a good – like, there's there's a lot of good. Even even with that said, like, I, I've been saying that they needed uh, Hopkins. I honestly think even if – and I said this to you. Even if that's Devontae Parker in that situation, that ball's moving. Yeah. And it's not a knock Probably. on Buta. He's just a rookie. He doesn't realize, like – he hasn't he's practicing – like, he's trying to learn the playbooks. He hasn't been sitting there practicing toe taps for, you know, years. He's been fucking trying to get this impossibly Look, and, hard playbook down. And I will say this, I think, as far as Butte goes, too. Like, again, he's a, he was an undrafted guy, right? Or sixth round or whatever sixth the hell round, it was. Sixth round. Like, people forget if he didn't have, like, like off-field issues at LSU, he was legit a projected fucking top 15 pick in the draft. No, he'll be a good player. I just so and, I, and like I'm just saying so I mean the talent is there I think it's just again yeah. it's refining some of those skills I mean obviously it's a lot different than, I mean in in college chains are moving right yeah on that you're right so um I just think like and we talked about this so much last year as far as the Patriots go with how many games they were in how many games they should have won if they had just gotten average or slightly above average quarterback play instead of them being eight nine they're probably ten and seven. Right. I I feel like that was a pretty accurate statement last year. Now, I think the defense is better this year because I think they have Gonzalez. I think Keon White's good, uh, better. I think that you have guys like Peppers, who's like getting another year in the system, who's like coming around. Barmore, hopefully, like we talk about him all the time and how talented he is and just taking that step. Uche, hopefully, you know, so the, the talent on defense is there. So I do think this is another situation. If Mac, you know, I'm not saying Mac needs to throw. 353 touchdowns every game. But if Mac is even close to what he was on Sunday, the Patriots are going to be, they'll be fine. Like, I truly believe that. They do have a very difficult schedule. Um, obviously, it got a little bit easier with the news of Rodgers tearing his uh, Achilles on Monday night. So, as good as the Jets' defense is, and that defense is fucking nasty, Ooh, um, they, the Patriots, you know, those still are very winnable games. So, it's one of those things where, like, I think if the Pats go, if they're 500 in the division, 
and you know they, they they I think they can find another six to seven wins in that schedule and they get to nine ten wins. But that's again, but the schedule is 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 very difficult. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But um, definitely cautiously optimistic, I guess is where I should say because I just don't want to get too ahead of myself. Yeah, no, I also I I love Bill going for the fourth down. That pretty much told me this year, like, hey, we're which one? Which driver are you talking Both. about? Both. So here's my, I do, the one that gets me is this. I, I love it too. Like, I like the aggressiveness. I, there was a lot of times Bill was way too conservative for me. The fourth and 17, the the problem I have with it, and maybe Mac didn't have time. It's just a hard play is, anyway. But. It's, a hard, it's a hard play to run. Fourth and 17 to me in that situation, you got you to gotta throw the ball to the sticks. Or you got to hit a guy that's fucking moving, you know, east-west at a high rate or fucking north. Or, north, but like, the whole thing with that pass to Henry, he was, like, slowly backpedaling. What didn't have a fucking shot in hell. Yeah, even if he caught it. To, even if he caught it. So, again, how much time he had to throw the ball, all that other stuff, That maybe that was the only thing there. I get it, but. I was all for it when it was like fourth and 11 or whatever it was. And then when it was like fourth and 17, I'm like, Jesus Christ. I kept just saying, I was talking to vet. I'm like, they got a punt here, right? I mean, 238 left, I think all three timeouts. I'm like, and the way the defense has been playing, I'm like, they're going to get the fucking ball back. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but I, 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 I am optimistic as, as far as um, what we're seeing from them. So, so far. No doubt. I'm with you. So uh, I just 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 the mentality of like, hey, fuck it. We're going to go for it. Like we're underdogs this year. People people are writing us off already. And even after that game, no one's talking about Philly because they had a close game with New England. And no one's talking about New England, who had a close game with probably the second best team in the NFL behind the 49ers. Yeah. Jesus Christ, the 49ers are so goddamn good. they're, They're a wrecking ball. So I like I do like and we can I mean again this is like a you know overreaction for that for the first week but it's like the 49ers are like seems like one of those teams is, as long as they stay healthy they're gonna just steamroll the whole league I, it just seems that way I don't it I don't, it's just, seems every play is so hard on both sides of the ball like you have to be perfect yeah just to keep it a minimal play you have to be perfect because of McCaffrey's so good they can play action. Debo's so good with the ball in his hands. Ayuk's turning into a superstar. I mean, they have the, that's uh, Kittle's they have the probably the second goal. best, third, fourth best overall tight end. Uh, they, they're just loaded. Obviously, the best left tackle, good right tackle. <laughs> Would you rather have the Niners' weapons or Miami's? Oh. Because I feel like the top two for Miami are so goddamn good. Yeah. But I think, I think there's more quality with San Francisco. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you who Miami's tight end is. Because it used to be Gasecki, obviously, but he's he's not there anymore. That's nothing. Um, Gasecki and, Hunt, and Hunter Henry play great. That's Yeah, just and amazing. I was going to say, and the thing there's, is... There's like, good players was, here. Yeah, and it was like a quiet... Um, you know, they didn't do a ton. But I don't think didn't. It's going, but Henry had a good game. Touchdown. No, I know, but what I'm saying is... is yeah, no, I'm fine with it, but what I'm saying is, is like there's going to be a game or a couple games this this year where they both go for like close to 100. I guarantee it. 
Well, Hunter Henry right now, by the way, in fantasy is tight end number one. Well, because he's got what the he's got the most yards, right? Well, he had a touchdown too. And then you, my... the top two quarterbacks, I mean, top two tight ends didn't play. Andrews and uh, Kelsey. Oh yeah, that's right. So Kelsey will probably take the number one this week after watching him in week one. Uh, there's a few other. T- I mean. We, we, we wrote up a uh, thing to stay on track, but. Uh, <laughs> well, I, the bus driver's not here to keep us on track. So the bus driver's not I, here. When you yeah, and I get so, going, dude, we're just all over the fucking. That's right. So, like, <laughs> I was just going to say, but fucking Dallas looked unbelievable. They looked awesome, too. The Giants yeah, looked like they, they looked really good, but, like, Dak looked okay. But their defense looks loaded. And the Giants look like, what the fuck happened to you guys? What about well the same thing? What about Green Bay and Chicago? The high everybody behind Chicago saying the hype is the hype. Dude, it. I drafted and field first Green, round. Jordan Love, oh you yeah Jordan Love just he Jordan Love looked I mean granted maybe the Bears defense isn't that good but Jordan Love looked pretty fucking good. Who who do you think will have a better season, Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Listen, like, it's one of those things, like, I never had a problem with Rodgers because, like, just being a pat. He's, like, everybody talked about how great he was and all this other shit. It didn't matter to me because the guy never got it done. But it could not have happened to a better franchise. The Jets, literally, if something bad can happen, it's going to happen. And I love every second of it. I love it. I love it. Their fans were so, like, riding high, this division, where we got the defense. And you know what's the same thing this year as it was last year? My God, this defense is so fucking good. If we could only get a good, if we only had a quarterback, <laughs> and instead they're stuck with fucking the milk. Oh, it's Zach so Wilson. good. It's so good. And you know what? Like, I've been saying this, and I've been on Twitter battles with people all week. You don't win on hype. Hype doesn't win nothing. No. Like, yeah, you beat Buffalo. You also beat Buffalo last year, by the way, and you still suck. So you're going to get fucking dump trucked a lot of times just because of how bad your quarterback is. you got to figure out another quarterback to come in. I don't care what you do. Uh, I saw this idiot Robert Griffin on fucking ESPN laughing at uh, GM saying they should do something. It's like, yeah, that's your quarterback. You drafted number two. I don't care where you draft him. You could have drafted him fucking number one and gave up five first-rounders. If he's not good, he's not good. Time to move on. Like, right. People want to give Shanahan shit for moving on from fucking Trey Lance. Well, that's because he's smart, dude. Just because you miss, you don't fucking let it ruin your franchise. You move on. And, you like, let me just ask you. Are you going to win a Super Bowl with, uh, what's his name, at the quarterback? Wilson? Yeah, Wilson. There's zero no. percent chance. There's a zero percent chance. Let me ask you this, okay? So, like, if you, you – I've seen, like, a quite a few names thrown out there, right? Uh, obviously, some of our unrealistic – everybody's like, oh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not going to come no. back and play for the fucking Jets. Um, so, out of the guys that have been thrown around, who do you think makes the most sense for them? There's a trade that can happen. There's, there's got to be. There's got to be a trade. But, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about, there's, like, even – There's probably someone – I don't know. But let me, let me hit this one for you. Ready? Three first-round picks. The next three first-round picks for Kyler Murray. Would it even cost that much? 
And also, how does so. it work? Like, uh, how does it work? Austin's... How does it? Yeah, but the but thing is, is if the cards Rogers... have the number one. They have their own pick, and they have Houston pick. One of those is going to be the number one pick. That's going to be Kyler. Uh, going to be Williams out of fucking. Well, is it? Because did you see the report coming out? Yeah. He well. Said? I don't know if I necessarily believe. Listen, it, you don't you I'm, don't pass up on money. He's just being a no, fucking fraud. But well, I guess what I'm saying is like Rogers is saying that he is he's gonna play the contract out. So what was it two years? It was this year and last next year? Unless the team says see you fucking later. I mean Maybe. we gotta win. This is my other favorite part, right? So now when New York Kyler's Jets fans are like, like, hey, we're, like, we're gonna wait for you. But you think that fucking Kyler's the answer? You give, Kyler that, you give Kyler that roster. Yeah, Kyler's Kyler is like probably like number 15, 14 quarterback. With that defense, with with Garrett Wilson, with those running backs, that team's going to win. I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bowl, but that team's in the playoffs. Lock it in. Um, but I mean, I, I would think truthfully, like I'm trying to think of somebody that's like available right now. What would you say? I mean, I, I don't think they'd do this probably. No, I know what you mean. If um the Jets traded a fourth-round pick, fifth-round pick for Jameis, are they a playoff team? No. Jameis don't, don't do it for me. Too many turnovers. Um, he's just not elite. Uh, Gardner Minshew's another one. Like, can we get Gardner what about, Minshew? What about Wentz? Wentz, fuck no. Wentz stinks. He just stinks. I, I just don't think, like, he's, like, a leader. Like, I don't think his teammates like playing with him. And that's not something you want to bring in. No. I just don't know if there's, like, a guy out there right now. I mean, I, other than what you just said with the as far as the, I haven't heard anyone say it. A, but it's fucking genius, no, but I'm just, right? Like, you already have Arizona's pick. You have Houston's pick. One of those is the number one pick. One of them's top five pick. So they're both in the top five. Then you get three first-round picks additional by giving up like getting caught like okay now you got three first round picks for the next two years and then the following year you got another two picks two first rounders like if you're arizona like that's like how you build your fucking team you could trade buda baker away in a different trade but like you have you could really blow it up make sure you get that number one pick and you still would have multiple first rounders after that yeah no, you're not wrong. That's I just, yeah, I, that, no I mean, that's said. the only one. That's the only one I feel like they can do that makes any sense. Um, the other one is uh, tough game today. Uh, tomorrow, yeah, today because this drops tomorrow. Um, Vikings gonna lose to the Eagles, starting 0 and 2. What if they go 0 and 4 to start the year? 0 and 3 to start the year. Kirk Cousins a free agent of the year. Cousins could be a Super Bowl guy. Cousins on that roster would win. Yeah. Like, listen, like, Cousins isn't a superstar quarterback, but that guy is, and no, 100% did get in the playoffs, and he would choke and have an awful game in the playoffs because that's just (laughs) what he does. But if Cousins, yeah, I I feel like Cousins could, would win. Gets his boy Cook back, Garrett Wilson, like, he's been known to feed his number one guys, and and with, but, but he's never had a good defense. No, that defense is this defense is so on a little level. Man. It's tough. Out. Um, yeah, I mean, they, I think they would have, and they pushed the. Um, See, that's another back. one, right? Isn't like, isn't it like week seven or week eight now? So that's another one too. Yeah, I mean, depending on how Minnesota starts. Yep. Yep. Um, 
you know, try to capitalize on, on cousins value, maybe a little bit. I mean, if, if you do that though, I mean, if, if from a minute, from Minnesota standpoint, you're basically just saying we're, we're rebuilding because yeah. I don't know who the backup there is. I have no idea. I'm assuming it's not a guy that's probably going to start anytime soon, but um, here's, here's another one. Ready? I'm just throwing these out here, right? Just guys that cross my mind. Listen, if, if the I Jets really is wild, but like people overreact to week ones, right? Like is Tampa Bay a good team? Probably not. Like, no. yeah, they beat Minnesota, but they're not, a, they're not a, like any kind of contender. What about Baker Mayfield? Like, Hey, Tampa, we end up being like four and six to start or four and four to start the year. Uh, it's week eight. We'll take a we'll take a second round pick for Baker. That's a fucking huge win for Tampa, and he's better than Wilson. Yeah, big, yeah, I mean, Baker's better than Wilson, but uh, they're not winning with Baker. Yeah, you're probably they're probably not winning, but that's just another name that like I could think of like guys that are starting. Listen, that. If, the, if the, Ugh, if the Patriots if the Patriots want to ship Zappy off, I mean we'll we'll give him to the Jets. That's fine. I would. Now, I'm Jeff not going to mention any crazy. names, but I've had. I'll tell you. I'll text you after. But I, I, I will. There's still individuals that I hear that I work with or work, maybe work for me that still think Zappy's the answer over Mac. Oh, that's not good. Well, yeah. Not everyone's uh, blessed with football talent or football's knowledge like uh, ourselves. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. My, my whole argument is the Patriots caught him. 31 teams had an opportunity to claim yeah. him, and nobody did. I can guarantee you if the Patriots cut Mac Jones, half the league would claim him. No doubt. Maybe even more I mean, because he'd be, like, the best backup. So, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he's a I mean, top 15. Was... I mean, he's probably a top 20 guy. In reality, he's probably a top 20 guy. What I saw the other day definitely lacks arm strength, but, like, he knows where the ball should go right now. Even the fucking – just, he's just got to get some confidence. Uh, like, the first drive, he hit where marching, hits DeMario, uh, Pop Douglas over the middle for a slant, overthrows him. Next play, overthrows Kendrick Bourne, pick six. Like, just yeah. – just he made the right plays. Like, you, you, you read everything. You just didn't set your feet and didn't throw. You were rushing it. You were like – Okay, I know this guy's gonna be open, and he's just not trusting himself to like sit in the pocket, deliver a fucking ball. He's like trying to get it out a little bit, a little second too early, and it's just causing those those overthrows. But yeah, I, I do, I do think, yeah, I, I do think some of it was out of necessity because other than Andrews and Trent Brown, they, that offensive line was fucking terrible. Uh, well, first off, that they only gave up like what one sack. Right, no, but I mean, but if you look at, it, I mean, Mac was get, Mac was getting no doubt hit, and he was getting rid of the ball incredibly fast. He had to. With that said, like that, they, they weren't great, obviously. Like, and I 100% agree, they weren't awful. Uh, they no, weren't the Giants, no. you know. They weren't the Giants, uh, but they had two rookies starting at guard. That's tough as it is. Right. They had Calvin Anderson, who's been back for a fucking week, starting at right tackle, um, and that. Philly defensive line led the NFL in sacks last year. So they, they added Jalen Carter. And the, and their best player is Jalen Carter. They just added him. <laughs> so, so you know, like, yeah, they were. I also think, like, we could have some ball players there. Um, obviously, they're all hurt already. Um, but right. we can have some players there. Um, yeah. it's just, that's a tough team. I think if, I think if they 
flip this and played that game in week 10, we'd be like, they only gave up one sack to that team. Right. Because you're going to see yeah. Philly go on a run right here uh, of defensive dominance. Yeah, I think that – and I think even from an offensive standpoint, I think the Pats did a lot of stuff to, you know, to confuse or whatever hurts. But I think it's – I think that they are going to beat the wheels off Minnesota tonight. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts had the furthest thing from an MVP game. And what you do know is usually those guys want to they want to put up their MVP numbers out there whenever they can, especially on primetime. So, you know, he's like telling his coaches like, motherfucker, that ball gets on the 20. I want I want shots. The end zone gets on the two. I'm keeping it. (laughs) I want this. I want these stats. Yeah. Um, All right. What do you uh, do? We want to get into a uh, so we're going to try to do some more a little more structured. Uh, podcasting here with some segments and um, one of them we wanted to come up segments yeah yeah try to come up with one of them it's going to be something kind of winners and losers of the week I think we threw around the idea of calling it the heroes and zeros of the week Um, so I don't know if you want to get into that real quick uh, and then we can probably after that jump into our uh, natty light six pack of picks yes Uh, my hero of the week and i was trying to like hold off and saying this but we've been talking pats all day and i'll give you the guy who gets me the most excited it is keon white uh i'm watching this guy bull rush people i'm talking all pro tackles um lane johnson Johnson. two times just just act like he wasn't there like like it was wind he went right through him and he's just he looks like a mean like he he should be the new debo like he (laughs) <laughs> he has no it. smile in his life. Um, he has all anger. I would lo- I would hate to be in his brain because he just looks so mad. But the <laughs> boy can fall out, and he needs to be on the field more. And in every game this year, he's going to be on the field more because he can play inside. He can be outside. I I, I think he's going to be crucial to where this. Like I love Christian Gonzalez. I like I I bragged about him earlier. The best best rookie on this team is Keon White. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to go in a little different direction here with my hero of the week. And my hero of the week is going to, is actually like us as sports fans. So the reason I say that is we have um, football college and the NFL are in full swing. Major league baseball, which I don't really care too much about is coming down to the coming down to the end of the regular season. We're going to have playoff baseball, which is awesome in a less than a month, both the, or maybe a little over a month. The NBA is starting. I think it's October 24th is their first opening night. The NHL is starting in 29 days, so that's less than a month. We are getting into the best goddamn season for fucking sports. Round of applause for us. Yeah! It is going to be absolutely fucking epic. Fall time is the best season. It's the best time for sports. So the heroes of the week, the winners of this week, are us as sports fans. I mean, I think that's, that's just... It's fucking Nailed great. It. We got the Ryder Cup coming up. I mean, it's just going to be fucking fantastic. Uh, A++. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. I, I didn't have uh, – I, I was telling Zach, I didn't have much time to think about some of this stuff. So, uh, winner, Keon White. I, I actually wrote that down before we started. But, like, if I would have thought about that, that's nailed it. Uh, I do want to say Kevin's. We weren't going to say Kevin's. Um, but he texted us who his winner is. We don't have to even go through his loser. But Cooper Flag, um, 
mean, I love it. So I, I hate for us to have a podcast without mentioning Cooper. If we, you know, if we get a chance to, we should. He reclassifies. He's the number one player in the class above him. I think it's probably 2024, right? I, I would assume. Yeah. Um, he's he can go to any college he wants. It sounds like he's going to narrow it down to three already. It's going to be Kansas, UConn, uh, Duke, but he's going to play two games this year uh, in Maine, which is exciting. So awesome. uh, I hope it's like at Augusta Civic Center. I bet it sells out in a fucking minute. It's going to be awesome. Uh, he's just a special, special player. Like, like it's weird that fucking Steph Curry is talking about him. It's crazy that Jason Tatum has got praise for him. Uh, it's, it's wild to listen to these comments from these guys that are, the elites of the world be like, man, this kid's got that if factor. And uh, yeah. to be from fucking Maine, be a small town from Maine, is so right. cool. And it's no, it, it is pretty awesome. I mean, I just listen. Obviously, the kids from Maine, I'll you know forever be a fan. I just, I just hope like hell he doesn't go to Duke. Um, I just, I just, I just dislike Duke so goddamn much. But you can like him for um, a year. I won't like him. I will not like Duke for a year. I will want him it. to do yeah. very. No, I'm. This is what's gonna happen. If, if he they goes get to, to the Duke, March Madness, you're gonna have to root for him. No, I'm gonna root for him to dominate the tournament, but for Duke to get upset by like <laughs> some fucking bullshit team in the in the Sweet 16. Um, but no, it, it's it's cool, man. And like you, even like guy people that like don't really pay too much about pay attention to like sports that much or like don't really know what's going on. Like they've even talked like, hey, you, you know, what do you know about this fly kid? And it's like. The hype around him is so real, and there, I can't imagine having that the, that type of hype around me and the, well, the pressure on that kid at, at such a young age. But it just seems like it's he's built for it. Um, and it, but like you said, Troy, it's incredible to think that come 2025, there is a high likelihood. But that oh, is it 25? Yeah, that he's the number one pick in the NBA mm-hmm. draft, and he's from Maine. It's fucking crazy, and it's so cool. Obviously, like want nothing but the best for that kid at UConn or Kansas. Um, wherever he goes, hopefully it's not, again, hopefully not Duke, but no, it's pretty fucking cool though. I mean, people are saying he's the most, like, I don't know, like at first I was like, oh yeah, this is incredible. And then I was like, all right, the rise number one. And then it was like, oh, he's got some highlights. He's dunking, blocking everything. And now, like, people are saying, like, even if you go on like ESPN, he's the most hyped kid since Zion Williamson and LeBron, like those are the yeah. two guys that are ahead of him. It doesn't make sense. I don't. I, it's fucking crazy. So it's not just like it's not just Maine. It's the fucking no. world taking a watch of this kid, and it's amazing. And and uh, my I didn't get to meet him, but my dad went to one of his practices. My dad knows his coach, so then my nephews went, and he took the time out of his day to like go sign autographs, hang out with them, rebound, like have him rebound his shots and stuff, and. uh humble like that's pretty cool to be like that and, and take time for t- two kids at your practice to spend some time with them too so like yeah. he's not I, he doesn't think that he's above anyone which is amazing and and once the one thing too i want to like, i'd be remiss if we like said this too because you know we have all this hype around cooper obviously and this rightfully so but i, I do want to shout out his brother too because he's starting to get some like legit d1 offers rolling in here Dude, he's i mean I don't, I don't think i don't think he's gotten any like power five offers yet but i mean 
He's got some legit mid-major D1 offers, so shout out to Ace too. Um, it's pretty impressive to have, you know, not I mean Cooper as good as he is, but it's pretty impressive. I mean, just for like even Ace being a from Maine and like he's gonna end mm-hmm. up playing at a legit D1 school as well. It's incredibly impressive. It's it's unbelievable to think that they're like twins that are like this good. Um, and they're both, you know, they're from Newport or one of those small towns up around Newport, uh, went to Nakoma. So it's awesome. So, um, you know, hopefully this year, um, they both continue to kind of ball out at Monverde and, um, you know, the, the, the hype train keeps rolling on with them. So, yeah, that was too good to pass up. So, yeah. Uh, my biggest loser of the week, um, got to be Jets fans. It's so good. (laughs) It's just so good, man. Like, uh, I didn't even get to get to say this one earlier, I don't think. But, like, Jets fans now are like, we're going to wait for Rodgers, right? Like, that's what you were saying. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. We're going to wait for Rodgers. So, you're – I already had a problem with this because I was like, you guys are talking about Rodgers like you guys won the Super Bowl already. He's got a lot lot to play. He's 39. Tom Brady has made it. So people think that you can be good at 40, like no fall off. Yeah. Tom Brady was the only one good at 40. You guys, like everyone realizes this, right? And like people realize what he had to do to his body. He didn't eat anything with inflammation. Right. He stretched for three hours a day right. to stay, apply, have plyometrics, whatever the fuck it is. That's that Achilles happens because you're 39. Uh, and Jets fans are like, we're going to wait for you when you come back when you're 40. So you're going to wait for the 40-year-old to come back coming off a fucking major Achilles injury. Like, nothing's going to happen. Like, he's just going to be fine. Jets fans. Jets fans. Jets fans, you guys make us laugh. You make me I, laugh. I, you're fucking losers. That's what they are. I, I, I've been for the past two years, Zach, I've been on Buffalo Bills fans because Buffalo yes. Bills fans thought they won Super Bowls before they won Super Bowls. Well, now they're realizing, fuck, it's not easy. You can't just have a good quarterback and win. You can't just have a good quarterback and defense. you got to put it all together. It takes a lot of luck. It takes a lot of good coaching. It takes a lot of good play. It takes good weather. It takes all this stuff. Well, Jets fans don't know that. You're in that position no. now. Right. Well, this just, is, it's kind of a great tie-in to, like, winning thinking you won championships without actually doing it and this brings me to my to my loser or my zero of the week and i'll, I'll give them credit i want i want to give them their props to start with and care you're probably going to hate me for this but I'm, I'm i'm coming at you texas went to tuscaloosa and beat down alabama absolutely great win they beat probably the worst Alabama team in the last decade. They have the quarterback can't throw the ball at all. Um, regardless, good win. You still went to Tuscaloosa and beat them. But the fact that your fucking quarterback sat in the locker room after that win and smoked a cigar like he was Joe fucking Burrow after the national championship explains to me you guys don't know how to win. You're not back. You're a fucking loser college. And, like, that's just like a loser at mentality. Like, Front. week two, you beat Alabama. Great win. Don't get me wrong. Not taking that play. The play on the field, Quinn Ewers, looked pretty goddamn good. Alabama, they looked very good against Alabama. 
But the fact that you go into a fucking locker room after a week two victory and you start smoking cigars like you're fucking Joe Burrow after that 2019 LSU team puffing cigars. Get the fuck out of my face with that. You don't know how to win. And that proves to me that you guys are not back. You and you know what? Game like a- I'm jumping on this because welcome to the SEC. Alabama is not a top five fucking team in the SEC this year. No. I'm Georgia is, I mean, world's better. Tennessee, better. Uh, who the fuck am I missing? I just thought of like three. Anyways, that, that's not even a top five team probably this year. They have a quarterback who's probably like the 10th best in the whole fucking SEC. Right. Like he obviously dominated like fucking Division One AA teams. He's built like a fucking Mack truck, dude. And he should be a running back. He plays quarterback. He's probably, I, and I don't, I'm not going to shit on him. Like he'll, he'll get better. You should have beat him. I, yeah, but I'm just saying. I I just hated that move. I saw that picture of oh, kickback and, and I'm like, this 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 is this is the reason why. No, again, Texas very well could run the table in the Big Twelve because the Big Twelve is awful. Yeah, Big like, Twelve. Like the Big Twelve sucks. Like the Big Twelve sucks. But again, act, like I, I I'd like to say act like you've been there before, but they haven't because they've been irrelevant since Vince Young left. I just I hated the move. They treated that game like it was the fucking national championship. The way they, like the way he was acting in the locker room, puffing on a cigar. You fucking zeros, losers of the fucking week. Fuck you, hate it. Again, looked very good. You know they looked good on the field, off the field, acting like that was the national championship. No, miss me with that bullshit. They're probably the third best team in. Oh no, LSU. That's what I was saying. They're probably the third best team. Alabama. I mean uh, Georgia. Tennessee, LSU, Tennessee, Ole Miss. LSU. Ole Miss is like 15 this year. Could be Ole Miss. L- uh, yeah, and then Alabama. So it's like, welcome to when you come into the SEC because that happens every week. You play dogs every week. Yeah. And if you ain't on your fucking A++ game, you get fucking run off the field. You're smoking cigars. You got to smoke a cigar every fucking day in the SEC because it I is another – it's a gauntlet. Yeah. I think the SEC is so hard they're going to beat each other out of the fucking playoffs. That's how hard the SEC is. Yeah, I, I just I just hated the move. It's awful. Coward. We just have to put some Texas fans back in place. So Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just like... That's what we're here for. Listen, nice listen, win, though. Least, that's a great win. Oh, great I win. actually love that they Great won, win. So. I just want to let I, – I'm just trying to get these guys aware that when you come to the SEC, every week is tough. Kentucky is not a fucking rollover anymore. That's a tough game. Vanderbilt, rollover. But, like, there's some – Texas A&M, that ain't easy. That's no. a tough crowd every time. There is some fucking gauntlets. They were easy last year. Uh, when you come <laughs> – Yeah. This year, this no, no, too. it's no, it's not going to be. I just, it, it's going to be interesting because I mean they're not like, it's not like every once in a while they're going to end up going to freaking I would say Colorado, but Colorado's obviously been playing better, but um, yeah, I don't know. You want to get into the picks? Uh, I sure do. So just so everybody's aware, we're going to do this a little bit differently this year. We're kind of still going to do like the six pack. 
Um, I still think the plan is we're going to do an over under um, three games against the spread uh, underdog to win outright. And then we're going to pick, we'll just do whatever we want. So it could be a prop. It could be like a, a Justin Jefferson over 125 yards, anything like that. So we're going to actually do anything between college and the NFL. Um, I think um, I would probably stay focused mostly on college because that's kind of what my preference is as far as that goes. But um, I think Kev prefers more the NFL side of it. So I think this will kind of, um, I don't want to say even things out, but I'm just saying, you know, kind of get guys' preferences. So we have Kev's picks um, here. Do you want me to just run down through them and then we, you and I can go back and forth alternating? Or how do you want to do that? Um. I think we start with one of Kev's and then we go to yours and then mine because I actually am uh, doing mine on the fly. That's just how I do it. So okay, um, not a problem. So well, well I'm just gonna start. You, at you the can top. announce his. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna start right at the top. So Kev's first pick. Um, he likes the Bears to bounce back against Tampa to cover two and a half. Um, I actually don't hate that because it's it's one of those things where I don't think that Chicago could look as bad as they did on Sunday because they look like shit. Uh, and I think Tampa, I, I mean, I'm not sure good. I'm not sure how good Tampa is. So, so Kev's first one is Bears two plus two and a half. Um, you want me to go? Yep. All right. So my first one, I'm going uh, Kansas State to cover four and a half at Missouri. Um, I had this written down. Missouri has their Missouri's two and zero, but I think they beat San Diego and like East, Eastern Middle Tennessee State or some fucking bullshit. Kansas State's one of the top scoring offices in the country, so give me the uh, Wildcats to head to Mizzou, cover the four and a half on the road. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna start right away with Georgia. Uh, the line is twenty-seven and a half against South Carolina. And I'm going to say that Georgia covers the 27 and a half, uh, breaks Rattler. Um, I've never been a big fan of Rattler. He had a couple of good games last year. Uh, he struggled to start this year. So I'm going to say they that Georgia jumps on South Carolina early and pounds them. Hurricane in the Northeast, remember, so uh, I'm avoiding yeah. some of these Northeast games. Yeah. I have one of them, but um... – it's the total. So Kev's second game, he's got Cleveland uh, keeping on their winning ways, covering two and a half against the Steelers. Uh, my second one, I think this team may be the big, best team in the Big Ten. Um, I think their quarterback's really goddamn good. And I got Penn State going on the road to Illinois and covering 14 and a half. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Nittany Lions, 14 and a half over Illinois. Uh, my next one, I'm taking. Let me make sure I want to do this. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Packers. They're one point favorite over the Falcons. Uh, I don't think the Falcons are very good at all. I think they have probably the worst quarterback, um, other than Zach Wilson in the game. So. I'm going to take the Packers to blow out um, the Falcons. If you know it's a one-point spread. Sorry, this one's a shot at you. KG's next game. He's got Tennessee six and a half over the game. Dumb. He's dumb. <laughs> He's dumb. He's dumb. Um, 
my next one, sorry, you might not, you might hate this one too. I didn't take Tennessee, but based on what you said at the beginning of the show, I think I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid and I know I'm going to get heartbroken. Uh, I'm taking ND to cover 34 and a half against central Michigan. I just feel like they actually have a quarterback that can get it done on a regular basis. Now with Sam Hartman, Audrey, Audrey is awesome. I just think that they beat the fucking snot out of central Michigan, cover the 34 and a half at home. Um, and yeah, go Irish. Uh, my next one, I'm going to stay with my favorite and most exciting quarterback in the world. Anthony Richardson has a one-point spread right now to beat the Texans. I'm going to say the Colts hammer the Texans. Anthony Richardson, big-time game, uh, 120 on the ground, uh, 220 in the air. Four total touchdowns for the rookie. Monster game. All I right, feel KG's... guilty because, like, the NFL games I'm taking are, like, such close spreads. But, you know, I'm just, just going with it. KG's next one. This is a bold one. Ready? You ready for this? Yeah. KG has the New York football Jets. I know it's usually say football giants, but whatever. And the New York Jets. Fucking idiots. That's what they are. Nine-point underdogs beating the Cowboys' money line. That is a bold, bold prediction. <laughs> I love it, though. He dropped his nuts on the table there. That I Yeah. Gets nine <laughs> points, right? So the way it works is you go, you get the points of the spread. Right. So my uh, my money line underdog, I am taking James Madison to beat Troy. Troy is a three point favorite. I think James Madison that they're two and zero. They're riding high off beating in state rival the University of Virginia. I think they keep their winning ways moving along, and they uh, they take down the Troy Trojans um, to move to three and zero. Um, my next one, I'm taking the Gators to upset Tennessee at home. Fucking crazy to me that Tennessee is even favored. Um, you come into the swamp. Billy Napier, get your fucking head out of your ass. Get this team ready to go. Um, I think they should beat Utah if they just take care of the ball and stop doing the fucking fancy stuff. They just... Get, eliminate the fucking negative plays. Like, eliminate that. The the fault starts. And, like, I know he's all about the weird shifts and stuff, but if he can just – he should be able to do that better at his home field uh, where it's not so loud and get the right snaps. Because Utah, by the way, I didn't know. That fucking place rocked, uh, was yeah. loud on the top of the mountain. So uh, in in the swamp, the crowd would be quiet on offense. Should be ready to roll against Tennessee. We hate Tennessee. That's our little brother. And uh, the fact that we are underdogs is wild. <laughs> All right. So KG and I have the same game for our uh, point total. Different sides of it. KG's got Florida State BC over 47 and a half. Um, so I actually looked at it. When I looked at it th- earlier today, it was 48 and a half. But KG's got 47 and a half. So I'll do the 47 and a half. But. 
Um, I don't like it because KG's got the over 47 and a half. I am taking the under 47 and a half in that game, Florida State, BC. That game is at Chestnut Hill. Uh, high winds, rain, yep. pro- more than likely coming into Massachusetts this weekend. Boston College sucks. Florida State looks awesome. So I think Florida State controls the game, but it's one of those sloppy ones. Um, I think Florida State wins easily, but I think that the, the under is going to hit on that one. Uh, so KG and I both have Florida State, BC. He's got the over 47 and a half. I'm going to take the under 47 and a half. Interesting. Uh, let's see, over under. I'm gonna take the over, 48 and a half. Texas, Wyoming at Texas. Um, why it just seems low to me. I think Texas will put up points. Wyoming's two and zero. They might fall into a couple touchdowns here and there. Um, I, I should on uh, hook them pretty bad. So. Can you give me the over, Texas? <laughs> and KG's wild prop bet, prop thing, he says, Zach will, and I don't know where, I, I don't, I'm not sure where he got this, this over under for passing yards, but he says Zach Wilson's going to go over 178 and a half yards passing versus the Cowboys. Mine, I got this one off the FanDuel Sportsbook app, and I am going with Boston Scott anytime TD tonight, plus 340. My reasoning, Kenneth Gainwell has been ruled out already, so DeAndre Swift will be the number one guy. Boston Scott will be the number two tomorrow. I think Boston Scott's going to be one of those guys that they're probably maybe more so seeing the rock closer to the goal line. So I like uh, Boston Scott. Anytime touchdown tomorrow, plus 340. Uh, tonight, I mean, um, against the Vikings. Um, my prop bet, I'm shocked that it's uh, Tyree Kills. The over-under is at 84 and a half yards. Uh, I just feel like he's a fucking lock right now. If he's healthy, he's a go. That boy's bringing in at least a buck 20. I don't care who's on him. I don't care if it's fucking Champ Bailey doubled up with uh, uh, Darrell Revis. I don't care. I just feel like that dude is on a level speed, shifty, uh, confident. And when he's healthy, I don't care what you're doing. 84 and a half seems like a lock to me. So I'm going to go with the over. Yeah, that does seem like a small amount. Uh, Dude, I had to check three sites. Uh, because I was so confused when I started on first on Bavada. So, and that's, that's it that. for our, our Natty Light picks. Pick them. Um, you got else anything got? else? I got nothing else right now. You know, other than it's other than it's good to be back. It was it was good to um, get on here and do what we've been doing for a while. It's uh, what I need you to like. I have homework for you. Okay. I need you to go watch Suits. I've been telling you this for a while. <laughs> it's good stuff. There's some uh, smoking up babes in it. There's some cocky, arrogant assholes. There's some douchebags, uh, but it's awesome. It's uh, 
to me, I just I'm obsessed with the show right now. I'm only on uh, the end of season five, so I'm still not done. But the point is, we're gonna have a segment coming up where uh, anytime someone goes off about something, uh, maybe it was, you know, Fagola going off about Coach K. I'm sure he'll find something that pisses him off. I'm sure the Patriots will find a way to piss me off. But we're gonna have a "You Got Lit Up" segment, and uh, that comes straight from that show. Uh, Lewis, best character for me, and I know you either love him or hate him, but uh, that's that's your homework, Zach. Start watching it. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Um, watching shows for me and the wife right now is like, I don't want to say it's difficult, but it's like by the time the kids go to bed at nine, we're both just like, are so gassed throughout the day from, mm-hmm. from the day. It's just like, we hang out, watch a little bit, like a show, like just random ass show or on the sports television. On, you're going to watch that. Yeah, we'll throw a game on and then it's just like, I just go to bed. So I will do what I can. I, I'm, I cannot make a promise, but I will try to make a conscious effort to, um, to watch some of it. Um, last thing I have is I am playing the great pouch Asaurus in the championship. He's got three and I need, uh, the love and respect from all my fellow, uh, fantasy people. Um, just to say a little prayer for Short Dog uh, to the fantasy gods that, you know, I can shut him up and I can I can take him. I already have enough confidence, but like just those little uh, thoughts to get the get the Short Dog over the hump. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and me coming out and asking the faithful uh, for a little prayer, nothing hurts. That don't hurt. I nope. I've, I've been here and Pelchi's been on the bedside, fucking on his knees praying to the, to the gods every fucking night. So for me to come out here and just ask for a little bit of help, that's a tight matchup right now. we got a couple more days. So I need your help, people. <laughs> he's, he's got a big family, and his whole family's praying. Um, yeah. And I need to make sure that I take his money away and his uh, opportunity to feed his family. So <laughs> I need to feed mine. I need to feed, I need to feed mine. Exactly. It's a doggy-dog world, baby. Doggy-dog world. Oh, shit. All right, that's all I got. Um, Me too. It was good everyone, to see you. It was good to do this again. We love you, and uh, it's great to be back. You're right, Zach. And football season's on. You know basketball's coming up shortly. I will. Some of us will show the ultimate love for JT. Jason Tatum, the best athlete of all time. Uh, my favorite after Tom Brady. Anyways, uh, stay healthy. Yeah. Thanks, guys.